our subject our subject on tonight is the man the man and you know what you gotta have a mind to be saved if you ain't got a mind to be saved you won't be saved everything about you starts with the mind and with the heart the mind is the element of a person that enables them to be aware of the world and their experience. To think and to feel the faculties of their conscience and of their thoughts. The mind of a person reasons, it feels, it understands, Wait till everybody else get through talking because I know you ain't listening to me. And to remember, the mind has viewpoints and opinions about things. But we need to get an understanding that godliness is not based on our opinions. Amen. It's not based on our thoughts. But what God says in his word by the Holy Ghost. The scriptures was given by the inspiration of God through the Holy Ghost. The mind gathers data and information and processes it into actions of the body. What goes through your mind, eventually your body puts it in action. Good or bad, the mind takes it through a set of, pro a set of processes to determine whether to keep it or to trash it. What's bad is when your mind keeps all the trash and throw out the good. The mind make a decision whether it be still or act upon what it has received. That's why a saint of God has to be very careful of the type of information you retain. Whatever, your, whatever you keep in your mind, you will act it out. Some things in your mind can be dead wrong. But your viewpoint, you view it as being the truth. The problem in being wrong is when you find out the truth and you won't repent from the wrong. You rather wallow in a lie than to say, I'm sorry and repent of the wrong that is in you. Whatever you allow to process in your mind and remain, your faculty takes ownership of it 
healthy or unhealthy. For you, it belongs to you. Amen. That's why you have to be preparing to rebuke yourself at times. And that's a problem that we have. We won't rebuke our own self. We won't rebuke somebody else. But first, guess what? You got to learn how to rebuke you. Huh? You have to learn how to chastise you. Then God won't have to do it. Come on now. You got to let your conscience work like it's supposed to. If your conscience tells you that it's wrong, guess what? The Bible said God is greater than your conscience. Amen. If you police your mind and rebuke some of the stuff that's in you that you're keeping, then God won't have to rebuke you. Come on now. He won't have to rebuke you and you won't have to suffer the consequences. Because if God rebuked you, there's consequences that go along with it. All the data of your mind from the time you first started remembering is still stored in you and is mostly used for your downfall. Because before Christ, all you had to focus on is the wrong that you lived in. Listen, somebody got something different in there. Huh? Come on, somebody. Before you knew Jesus, all you did know was wrong. All you did was wrong. You might have a little sprinkle of good here and a little sprinkle of good there, but all that little sprinkle, your bad outweighed. Come on now. You was even bad for your own self. Amen. So Satan keep you remembering the wrong that you lived in and the hurt you suffered and the people that did it and what you did to the people. So you can't move forward with God because of your past is haunting you. Oh, some of us still getting hung by our past. Our past keep coming up and we keep reliving it over and over again. And it keeps you from going forward with God. After Christ, you forgot the word teaches us that if we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us and wash us. But the enemy gets in your head and says, did he really forgive you? Did he really clean you up? And guess what? You begin to doubt. You begin to question your own self then. Come on, somebody. Because guess what? You start listening to the wrong spirit. So then, so he's seen it, it, so it seems he's he, 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 he seen his workers, he sent his workers in the form of human flesh to remind you of where you came from. Ain't it ironic that somebody always trying to remind you where you came from? <laughs> somebody always trying to remind you what you used to do? 
Come on, somebody. Have you ever thought in your mind where they came from? Have you ever thought in your mind who's selling your way? Amen. We just look at the human factor, but guess what? There is a spirit at work behind the whole action. Oh, I know that's right. So, he's sending somebody to remind you of what y'all used to do. And, and have you doubting the process of God working in your new life because the enemy got you hanging on to the memories of your old. Why do you think that folk come around to remind you so that they can keep you from going forward with God? They want to keep you in the same rut that they're in. Come on, somebody. And the enemy of their mind and the enemy of your mind is constantly trying to pull you back into your past. I'll be the first to tell you, you can't do what you used to do. Come on, somebody. You, you, you might stab at it, but baby, let me tell you, you're a long way from doing what you used to do. And the, and, and the enemy be fooling you. The enemy will tell, uh, can I say it like a fish? And the enemy will have them to tell them, boy, girl, you still got it. You ain't got nothing. You just been a old fool. Because at one point, 
where you thought you were strong, you're going to find yourself weak. And you're going to go back. Anybody in there but me and Junior, so I guess me, Junior, and Baby Dog, so I guess this one's going to apply to us. Men, if you were the homemongers in your past, Watch yourself. Huh? That hoe is going to show you what you want to see. She's going to show up and show all that she got to offer. And you are going to be trapped by what you used to do. That can apply to the women too, then, can't <laughs> But I got a better one for the women. Women, if he's tall, dark, and handsome, with a six-pack, if the six-pack was your problem, and if it's smooth talking turn you on, the devil got the right one for your wrong. <laughs> huh? He got one just planted just to keep you out of the kingdom. Understand, it's to keep you out of God's kingdom. A moment of passion will send you straight to hell if you ain't careful. Because when the moment of passion is over, we're dead, what? It's over. If he was your appetite then, he's still in your memory. It's still in the back of your mind, but don't let it come to the front of your mind. If it comes to the front of your mind, you're going to act upon it. Oh, you ain't strong as you think you is. Come on, somebody. When you start thinking you're so strong, the devil going to say, mm-hmm, okay, I'm, we, we, it's just testing time. If drinking alcohol and drugs is what God delivered you from, you can't hang around or go around people that still do these things. Huh? The smell going to get in your nostril. The taste and the memory are going to begin to come back. Come on, somebody. And you're not only that, uh, when you hang back out with them, they'll start giving it to you free. Huh? And then tell you the next one is on you. <laughs> So if you hang around long enough, you will no longer be an ex-alcoholic or an ex-drug addict, but become worse than what you were. Now, can I get an amen? amen? You and I got to put a watch over 
over our mind in these last and evil days. The devil is pulling out all the stops to kill your salvation. Anybody didn't think the devil is in love with them. You think that he is concerned about your well-being. He trying to, he wants you to go to hell with him because that's where he's going. So why not take as many as he can with him? Amen. And, and, and that's what these six folks is doing, these, these killers. They're trying to take as many folks out as they can and then they kill themselves. The devil action is the same. Take as many of us out as he can. Because he knows that he has just a short time. But we the only one don't realize how short the time is. Amen. If you didn't know that everything you see and hear now is sexual oriented. Everything. Every commercial. Come on somebody. I was looking at this commercial about these two old folks in the dishwasher. Huh? It starts out. We do it every night like clockwork. And then they put the dishwashing detergent in the dishwasher and closed it. But starting out, it captured your mind wondering what in the world on the day that they were doing every night by clockwork. Am I right about it? Until you seen them put the detergent in the dishwasher. Have you noticed this is a generation of showing all the skin they can because it is designed to attack the eyes and filter into the mind and processes it into lust which causes you to act upon it physically or mentally. Amen. <laughs> Me and the wife was watching America Got Talent. These Mexican guys, they wasn't doing nothing at first. And then they snatched off their shirts. And two of the judges were women. And soon as they snatched off their shirts, oh, their eyes lit up like headlights. Come on, somebody. Attracted by the skin. By the showing of much, you know, they show as much body as they can nowadays. Because they need the attention. And they focus on grabbing folks' attention. And if it grabs your attention, it grabs your thoughts. And if it grabs your thoughts, it can take you out of sort as to where you would have been. But you accepted what you saw and it puts you in another realm. Am I right about that? The devil already knows we can't be 
in the mindset of right and wrong at the same time. The book says sweet water and bitter water don't come out of the same fountain. Watch what kind of water your mind is producing. The devil couldn't get the Lord to keep his mind off of you. Uh-oh, hear this one. So he works on you keeping your mind off of Jesus. He couldn't stop Jesus from keeping his mind off of you. He had a set goal. He had a set thing to do. And that was to save somebody that wanted to be saved. But guess what? So he started working on your mind to keep your mind off the Lord. Doing a good job at it too, ain't he? <laughs> Scripture says he that keeping his mind stayed on Jesus. He will keep him in perfect peace. This is something you got to work at. Huh? You got to work on keeping your mind on the Lord. Because if you don't, it'll drift off in other areas. You walk around here, oh Lord, you'll walk around here swole up for long periods of time. Who pieces are you staying in? Huh? You're all out of sorts with yourself and others. Who pieces are you staying in? Whoever you give your mind over to, his serving you up. So you ought to watch who you give your mind to because guess what? Who you give your mind to, that's who your daddy is. Who you give your mind to, that's who your God is. Amen. Your mind is the center of the battleground for your soul. Your mind is battling to save your soul. But if you keep giving your mind over to the other side, guess what? You're going to follow your mind. So who are you listening to? You got to be persuaded by your own mind because you are the one that will pay the price for the way you think. Amen. Way a man thinks, so is he. Come on, somebody. Go to Isaiah 55. Your mind sets the stage of what you receive and what you reject. You got to make sure that you know how to throw out the trash and keep the good. Come on now. You know within yourself if you keep if you keep natural trash too long it starts stinking. You don't want to stink in the nostrils of God by what you think. Did y'all hear that one? Verse 6 says, 
Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him. So guess what? In order for you to seek, you got to inquire. Huh? You got to search. You got to search to the point that you wait to hear a word from God. You know, sometimes we get to searching for God and God sent a word to us. But because of the way that the word came, we reject the word. And therefore, we reject God in ignorance. And don't know that we done got all out of sort. All our searching went in vain. Come on, somebody. Seven verse says, Let the wicked forsake his ways, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly. You got to get yourself in the position that God is ready to pardon you. And God is not going to pardon you if you stay in your thoughts. Come on, somebody. God is not going to accept us the way we want God to accept us. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. It is not happening. You're going to get accepted God's way or it's going to be no way. Come on now. He said for you, first of all, he said for you to forsake your ways. You got to drop it like it's hot. Come on, somebody. Forsake your ways. He said, and the evil man, his thoughts. You know, sometimes we can think all wrong. And unless in God imputes some wisdom and some knowledge in us, guess what? By the Spirit of God. The thing about it is, it's got to be by the Spirit of God. See, the way God, God don't think natural, y'all. God thinks according to the Holy Ghost. And he imputes into us by the Holy Ghost. If the Holy Ghost is not in the, in, in the works, if the Holy Ghost is not imputing the thoughts, guess what? The thoughts are all wrong. Because God leads us spiritually. This is a spiritual walk. Come on now. We got to stop trying to walk a spiritual walk natural. That's if we want to be abundantly pardoned. Oh, my Lord. Why did he say abundantly pardoned? Because guess what? We got so much mess that's hanging behind us. Can y'all hear me? We got a trail of mess hanging behind us. We need his abundantly pardoned. Now, oh, eight verse tells us a whole lot. It says, "For my thoughts, uh, look, look what God said. Look what He told the prophet to convey to the nation of Israel as well as us. My thoughts 
are not your thoughts. Guess what they're saying? Watch what you tag that God said. You got to be very careful what you tag that God said because God said that your thoughts are not healed. So you make sure is God doing the speaking or are you doing the speaking? Neither are your ways my ways, said the Lord. Don't attach your fleshly walk, your natural walk to God as being God because God is a spirit. Watch how we attach our natural walk onto God because God is not flesh and blood. God is spirit. And he do not think natural. He thinks way above the natural mind. <laughs> God thinks so far above the natural mind that it'll blow your mind. God got some stuff that he can input into you right now that'll blow your natural mind. Come on, somebody. You think you know God. You don't know him. Come on, somebody. God said that we know in pieces. And all we know is just a little teeny winch. I don't care if you've been in God for 50 years. You still just know a small amount. Don't nobody know all about God but God himself. Amen. Your way. Your own personal natural ways are not like my ways, said the Lord. Said the Lord. This is what God said, that your ways ain't like his. So what do we need to do? We need to try to find out God's ways. If our ways are not like him, we need to go on a search and try to find out. God help me to find your ways. Because apparently, God's ways is the only way we're going to be saved. Apparently, God's ways is the only way we're going to make it a glory. Apparently, God's ways is the only way that we're going to be able to please him. Do y'all hear it? Oh, let's look at it. The, 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 the distance between God and us. The distance between God and us is said in the ninth verse. But as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that is a, a, a large margin from heaven and earth the way we think versus what God thinks? Wow. Robert, we still hooked up on thinking natural. And God said, you know, you, you ain't even getting up off the earth trying to reach what I think. You ain't, you ain't even got over the tallest top of the tallest tree out here. 
trying to get the glory the way I think. Why do we think that if so many folks have fallen that thought that they were smarter than God? So many nations have bellied up because they thought that they knew as much as God did. Why do you think the devil got his behind kicked out of heaven because he thought that he knew as much as God did? You mean to tell me he was up there? But yet, though, he thought because he was up there that his thoughts were equal. But he found out that they wasn't and got kicked out. Yeah. So guess what? We ought to be trying to find out what his thoughts is, not to get kicked out, but to make it in. We're trying to get there. We are trying to get there. God, look what he said. 10th verse saying, For the rain coming down and the snow from heaven and return not hither, but water the earth and make it bring forth in bud that it may give seed to the soil and bread. Huh? You know what? God even knows how to sustain you. Huh? He knows how to send seasons that you can have bread to eat. Come on now. He knows how to send season that you have decent enough water to drink. And we try to be as smarter than God. But look what he said in verse 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing. Wow. God send you his word. You better let God's word prosper in your life. God sent forth his word out of his mouth. Isn't that what he said? And know what he said? And it will not return back to me unused. Unused. You know what that's saying? It's going to either benefit you or it's going to be to your detriment. Y'all hear me? The word of God has got to benefit you. In other words, the word of God got to benefit you or kill you. It's got to do one. It's got to bring you either life or death. And if I'm going to choose life, I got to hear what the word says. Come on, somebody. Jesus said he was the word. Huh? And the word was with God. Same was in the beginning with God. Huh? Then he turned around and said, I came that you may have life. And that more abundantly. So how is you going to have it without the word? some stock in the word of God. If you ever want to know where to put your stock in, 
you know, we, 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 we get on the internet and we go to the stock market, place our bets, buy up our shares, but nobody want to put no stock in the word of God. Good God Almighty. The one that has life and that more abundantly. That's some sure stock there. Amen. So, you make sure you grab hope to what verse 11 said. So shall my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty. It's not going to return to God empty. God going to get some dividends off of the word that he sent out. Whether it's life or whether it's death. Come on somebody. Ah, go to Isaiah chapter 1. I've come to the conclusion that it don't matter who don't want it, what matters is who do want it. That's what the benefit is. God is not concerned about who don't want it. He's mostly concerned about those that do want it. Because them are the ones that's got to flourish. Come on, somebody. Who go around still feeding a dead tree? Come on, man. Just as dry as it want to be, brittle as it want to be, and you still pouring water on it. For what? It's dead. Come on, now. Best thing you can do with that tree is root it up and plant a nothing. Start out with the right stuff on it. Come on, somebody. Because that's what God do. Amen. Anything that don't want to live, God root it up. Isaiah 1, starting at verse... What is it, verse 9? Let's read it. Except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant, we should have been as Sodom, and we should have been... Like Gamok. Look here. If God hadn't left us here, we would have been in the same shape as Sodom and Gomorrah. What he's saying, you'd have been doing the same thing if he hadn't came into your life. Huh? Come on now. We would have been walking on the wild side. Come on now. Amen. And guess what? The things that we was indulging in, it almost had us on the wild side anyway. Oh, y'all, oh yeah, I'm, I'm talking to some strange folks in here tonight. <laughs> somebody you woke up, you somebody you woke up and said, did I do that? <laughs> huh? 
next verse says, Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God. Ye people of, you got to be mindful of the word of God. If the word of God don't save you, I want to be the first to tell you you can't be saved. Ain't nobody going to heaven on an accident. Not a one. Not a one. If you go, you're going to go on purpose. And if you go on purpose, you're going to go by the word of God. Come on now. Verse 11 says, To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me? This is God talking to you now. Said the Lord, I am full of burnt offerings of ram and the fat of fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of he goats. When ye come to appear before me, who have required this at your hand to tread my courts? God talks some tough stuff, ain't it? Yes, sir. Huh? You know what he's saying? I'm tired of you thinking that you can bribe me. <laughs> huh? I'm tired of you thinking that the little bit that you give, that weighs, uh, that weighs some weight with me, but it don't. Wow. 13 verse said, Bring no more vain oblations, Incense is an abomination unto me. New moons and the Sabbath, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity. Even the solemn meeting. Watch how you call your private meetings. Uh, watch how you get your private meeting and trying to get folks on your side. No, no, man. Not when it's concerning the one. Not when it's concerning God. The shepherd is the only one that has the right to call an assembly. Did y'all hear that? Because you know what? Is God called one shepherd over the flock? And if you call the meeting, you got to make sure that you get his approval. If the choir want to have a meeting outside of choir practice, they got to make sure that the pastor is informed that they're going to have a meeting of such in case he have to be there. Come on, y'all. This thing ain't unto yourself. You in the kingdom. And the kingdom has an order. Like it or lump it. Huh? <laughs> 
Uh, go ahead. Verse 15 says, and when you spread forth your hands, when, what do you spread forth your hands to do? Worship. When you spread forth your hands, look what God said there, I will hide my eyes from you. When you make many prayers, I will not hear your, wow, God said I close my ears to what you saying. I won't listen to you. When you try to praise me, I will hide my face. Wow. That's up. That's everybody. Listen what he said. Verse 16. Wash you. Make you clean. Make you clean. Somebody said make me clean. Put away the evil of your doing. Uh, your doing. Not somebody else's. You got to take this thing personally. This salvation that you're trying to obtain is personally. Yes, mother. You, 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 you spiritually murder somebody. Amen. You heard the scripture said that the blood would be required at your hands. Sometimes we get other folk caught out on a limb. And they can't get back. 
And then the blood that required at your hand because you the one that led them out there. You the one that made them fall. Mm-hmm. Come on, somebody. So you have to be careful that you don't lead folks away from God. Because if you lead folks away from God, their blood is required at your hands. Amen. person hand that do it. So guess what he said? It ain't over, y'all. Here's what you got to do. And here's what we don't want to do. He said, wash you. Make you clean. Put away the evil of your doing from before my eyes and cease to do evil. You know what that kind of mouth to? Repent. Repentance is the order of today. Oh, absolutely. Well, see, the thing is, saying I'm sorry is not repenting. Saying I'm sorry is saying I'm sorry. Repentance is laboring before God to God tell you it's okay. You got to hear from repentance means you got to hear from God. We, 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 and I understand what the pastor was saying, but you know, the thing about it is, we say all the time in our prayer, Lord, I repent. But did you get an answer from God to say, okay, I heard it? It's called laboring before God to get it right. Because guess what? If repentance was just that easy, that's why we run and keep doing what we do and then run back and say, oh Lord, I repent. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Huh? He hate the new moon and and festivals. 
you know, we 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 had we were having festivals, but it wasn't unto God. Right. Convocations and stuff. A party. Seventeen says, "Learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the will." Now here we come. Come now, let us reason. God is calling you to reason with Him. Amen. God here reasoning together. God is calling you to understand Him, not Him to understand you. We, we got to make sure that we understand. God is calling you to understanding. Said the Lord. Though your sins be as God. You know that your sins are wrong. Though they be as scarlet. They shall be as white as. If you let him wash you from them. That's the only way you can get rid of them. Come on now. That's the only way you're going to turn red into white. Huh? That's the only road. That's the only way you're going to get the heat off you. <laughs> Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Listen to what he said now, verse 19. If you be testing, willing, testing. and first of all, you got to be willing. Testing. Huh? I, I, I'm willing to follow you, Lord. Tell me how. Come on now. I'm willing and obedient. You shall eat the good of the land. If you're going to benefit from it, you got to be willing and obedient to follow God. If you're looking for it to benefit you. Did that make sense? You gonna eat the good of the land. Man, you gonna eat the best of it. God got the best of His people. 
that are willing and obedient. You can't just be willing. You got to be obedient too. Amen. There's a passage of scripture that said, when I desire to do good, evil is always present. <laughs> that that I hate, that I find myself doing. Wow. Influence of the enemy in your mind. Yeah, what, what, what God would have you to do, you find it too hard to do. Wow. How in the world are we going to make it in if we find it too hard to do what God said do? And find it real easy to do what the enemy want us to do. Amen. Knowing that the fire going to burn, but the enemy keep telling you, stick your hand in it, stick your hand in it. Trying to see if it's going to burn. You dumb enough to stick your hand in there and get burnt. 20 verse says, But if you refuse and re Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you refuse and rebel, what's going to happen? You shall be devoured with the sword for the mouth of the Lord the preacher didn't say it. The book said it. The Lord said that you refuse. Huh? And rebel. Rebel against what? Rebel against the word of God. And refuse to do it. Eventually, you're going to be devoured. You might not get it today. You might not get it tomorrow. But it's in your future. Good God Almighty. It's in your future and it is set for you to fall. Hmm. Got to stop playing on the line. It's then. Amen. And you can fall either way. It's a thin line. Go to Jeremiah chapter 3. Declare the Lord. Am I in the right place? 